Welcome to the Biz and Mayhem podcast, where we talk about the mayhem in our lives and how to get ahead in business and your career. This is Chris Batchelor, and I'm here with my co-host, Tara Parker. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to episode 29 of the Biz and Mayhem podcast. Tara, can you believe uh, we've already done 29 of these? It, it seems like just yesterday we were kind of figuring out how to do the first couple. No, it's, it's yeah, I agree. It doesn't seem like that there have been this many, but here we are. Here we are. Here and, we are. and tonight we have another milestone. This is our first actual podcast in person. Together. Together. Finally. I finally got my butt over here. I know, right? <laughs> we we wanted to do this all the time. We wanted to do this, you know, oh. in, in, together in, in one place. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And everything's remote. And so that's what you got. You got remote. But tonight... Oh. We are back together, and uh, I think from here on out, we'll probably do most of these together. Yeah. And uh, so we're really, you know, just looking forward to that. Hopefully, it uh, makes it a lot easier so we can't lose the internet and then your <laughs> guest is just not can, there. Can so. interrupt each other a little bit easier now, or hit, now I can hit you and throw things at you like I, I used to. Better, That'd be great. I better, <laughs> better duck. Duck and cover, buddy. I've seen your throw. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You want to jump right into this? Well, I want to. I want to talk COVID a little bit because that's been kind oh. of our stick, right? Everybody's got to talk COVID. Did really, I thought that was dead. Isn't everybody vaccinated? We're all healed <laughs> I, for I'm most va- part. You, did you get? Did you get the shot? People aren't going to like my answer, but no. nope, I didn't do it. No Not shot. doing it. Not doing it. I just can't. I, mm-hmm. I, I've had COVID. It wasn't that bad. I've had the flu. I prefer COVID. That's just me. Like <laughs> <laughs> flu hurts. It hurts so bad. Uh, but I didn't end up in the hospital with flu or COVID, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm probably a healthier individual. Right. Uh, my kids didn't get it either. They that was their option. They both chose not to. My my elder son didn't get it, but um, I know people who have, and there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong. Get the shot. Go ahead. Um, but when they are doing the lawsuits later on, I am going to be pissed because I won't get any money from you know you know those lawsuits that'll come down in ten years. If you had yeah. the COVID shot, you may be you may be <laughs> eligible. For- Should we do the commercial right here? <laughs> If you receive the COVID shot between 2021 and 2023, you may be eligible for a large settlement. Yeah, there it is. Exactly. And there is a meme out there with that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. He's like, what? Yeah. It's like, that's, there you go. And then, of course, I'm hearing the horror stories from people. My arm was dead. My arm was paralyzed, but yeah. only for a few hours or I felt sick. I'm like, you guys are not encouraging me. I'm good. Thanks. We're, I, yeah, we're I did, all good. I did hear, you know, there were a few people that I knew that, that uh, got, you know, really sick after the first or second shot. Yeah. And it seems like people reacted differently. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I went and got the shot and I, I fortunately didn't have a reaction to it either, good. either shot, which is good. My arm was a little sore the first time, but, um, after that, you know, really nothing, but there's been a lot of talk about, you know, vaccine passports and oh. all this kind of stuff. And it seems like for now, cooler heads are prevailing and our, our freedoms yeah. are winning out, but, but that's a very fine line to, to go, uh, go past. I, it is. I, mean, I, I think I know what your thoughts are, but let, let's tell what the audience th- <laughs> What your thoughts are, because they don't know you as good as I do. So thoughts on which part of it? Just, uh, you know, vaccine passports and... No, we haven't had a passport for anything else other than to leave the country and re-enter the country. And we're talking about medical information that's supposed to be private. 
Um, it should be a, their own decision, and hopefully you're smart enough not to go anywhere if you're the kind that gets sick easy or does right. have a hard time. Um, my parents, um, especially my dad right now, he's been, um, it takes him 30 days to get over the cold. So clearly for him, um, it would be better. But part of the deal is, too, is I think there's a little bit of misunderstanding that that vaccine it doesn't vaccinate you. It doesn't keep you from getting sick. It just reduces the symptoms, the intensity of the symptoms. And so for folks like my dad, yeah, it makes sense. But as far as a passport and proving that you've had the vaccine, um, I'll just stay home and quarantine myself for a while. I'm cool. I don't need you people. I will well, and, stay home. And, and ironically, the, the people that are really talking about this is the airlines and travel. Yeah. So. Uh, well, one airline, I can't remember which one it is, but they are like, nope, just whatever. And they're going full blast again, but they just want to get people in the air. They're, maybe they're struggling financially and that's got a lot to do with it. Well, I think, I think the, all the travel industry is, is really been hit really hard. And, uh, I, I can't remember which airline it was. I, I want to say it was Southwest, but I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, the whole passport thing's kind of interesting because where do you draw the line, right? You know, first the COVID vaccine, then, okay, do you make sure you have to have your flu shot? And then, mm -hmm. you know, next thing you know, uh, I mean, it's a slippery slope there once you start eroding yeah. it at people's freedoms. And, um, you know, I, I think people in Europe are much more comfortable with this kind of a, a thing, you know, being controlled by the government. Perhaps. Um, but uh, I, I know here in America, we're, you know, there's large portions of the population that aren't, aren't very comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of struggle with it because it, on one hand it makes sense, right? I mean, you know, if everybody's vaccinated, then it's not likely you're going to spread, you know, spread things. Uh, yeah. But on the other hand, it's very much a personal choice, right? And so, right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I really kind of struggle with that one. I, I don't really lean towards the, the passport uh, idea, but there, there's got to be a better way. I, you know, whatever herd immunity or whatever. And, and the thing that I struggle with too, is that I don't think we really understand this, you know, this disease as well as we should. And, right. and there's still talk about, well, you need booster shots and, you well, know, that's with the flu. Every year you get a shot for the flu because it's yeah. not, it's a morphing virus. It's, it's just like the cold because it's in the same family of viruses mm -hmm. as the cold is. That's the coronavirus. So it is going to change every year. There will be a new vaccine every year. And this vaccine isn't even necessarily for COVID. If you've done any research, and I did before I made the, my decision, it doesn't have the actual virus in the vaccine, which is what most vaccines have is the actual dead virus to so your body's like oh i see you you're evil let's kill you yeah um this one just has basically has a little messenger map plan for if this happens despite right. what you already know about you know fighting viruses do this anyway um and i only say that because a friend of mine who never gets sick he never gets sick doesn't matter what's going around his body's like nope got that it just zaps it right away mm -hmm. he got the covid shot and um got sick with yeah. COVID after. And he was kind of like, I don't ever get sick yet. Here I am. Yep. And so it's like his body already had the roadmap for fighting off viruses. He's just one of those few. Mm -hmm. And then his body gets another set of plans for this is how you fight this virus. And his body's like, no, it's not. But I guess we'll go with your plans. And he got sick. He's fine. I mean, his symptoms weren't severe, but right. he does have some residual effects. So after he was cleared of having COVID um, and after his 10-day quarantine with it, he still had rapid heart rate and low grade fever and mm -hmm. some uh, something else I can't remember. And mm. he's probably smacking his face right now if he's listening to this thinking, <laughs> I told you, Tara. Well, and I do this I, to him often. You know, I guess time will tell. We'll have to see, um, you know, what comes out of this. If, if you truly are going to need some sort of a passport to travel even domestically, <sighs> right? 
Um, I'll, but uh, I, I, I'll make like a, a, a South Border immigrant, and I'm going to hop the fence and go wherever the hell I want to go. Yeah, I mean, even but that, where are you going to go? I mean, the, the choices of places to go where where you have freedoms are are severely dwindling. So. Yeah, God, this well, needs to end. <laughs> with that, let's get into the newsroom here. Let's do it. This is the newsroom. All right, so uh, we got a lot of topics here tonight. Of course, As usual. Uh, you know, this last week the uh, the big news about the uh, Siobhan trial yeah. and, and uh, you know and Floyd and uh, but anyhow, we, lots of police news this week. So let's <laughs> let's get right into it. Uh, the first one is uh, police re- release body cam footage in a fatal shooting of a teenager uh, girl in Ohio. Yeah. And uh, you were telling me a little bit about this. I really haven't been up to speed here on this, so you're going to have to clue clue me in. Let me bring you up to speed on that one. So just um, within, it it was within a short amount of time of the verdict being read for the Chauvin, um, Chauvin, 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 I don't know, the dude that, the George Floyd trial. Within a short amount of time, this takes place in Ohio, and I don't remember the city that it actually took place in, but um, dispatchers, they send cops over to this address in Ohio and a cop walks in and you've know undoubtedly most people, Chris, clearly you haven't, but most people have seen this body cam footage and right. um, you'll see it appear on the screen. Um, cop walks up and you can see people kind of standing around. Then you see an individual that appears to be female charges, another female knocks her to the ground on her back. Mm-hmm. The cop is, Hey, hold on. What's going on? You know, he's trying to, calm things down, hasn't drawn his gun yet until he sees the same person who has charged and knocked over the one individual. Mm-hmm. And now she is heading after another person. And this is when the cop realizes she's got a knife in her hand. Oh, wow. And so it's not just like, we're not talking a parry knife or, or, you know, it is a knife. It's big, it's huge, and it's scary. Cop takes out his gun and I, you can see it in the, the video. Um, she goes to plunge the knife into the girl she's got pinned on the car. And before she has a chance to insert the knife into the girl with some force, the cop shoots her, stops her, she falls over, she dies shortly thereafter. Unfortunate, but the girl that was being threatened lived. So now, because this, because of the timing and clearly the narrative of the media out there, there is a call that this is more racism between cops to black people. It's like, but it was a black-on-black crime and the cops stopped it. But that's not what... It's not what we're marching and demonstrating for right now. There's people out there saying it's more racism. So, you know, systemic racism lives on. And that's like, no, that's not, clearly that's not what happened. It's, um, and the, the video is shown, I don't know, Chris, you know the term for it when you slow the video down and right. then speed it back up and yep. you get it frame by slow frame mo. by, yeah, it's in super slow-mo. So you can just see the whole, it's like a panoramic view almost of a live motion picture mm-hmm. and you can see for yourself because the the original reports that came out said that the girl dropped the knife while and the cops saw her drop the knife right and then he shot her and that is not what happened um she clearly is trying to force this knife into this other girl it doesn't matter if they're 16 or not um uh, people are ticked off they're saying that the person who was um had the knife and her name is micaiah i think micaiah bryant um that she was the person who called the police and at this point it's like but the cop told her, whoa, hey, wait, stop. <laughs> and she's ignoring the cop. And right, right. It was so fast. It was a matter of seconds. Oh, yeah. These things these things happen really quick. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I mean, so so from what you're describing, this is a t- totally legitimate response by the police officer. And the media is here trying to spin it as something else, right? Well, yeah. When you see the headlines, you'll see um, basically 16-year-old girl shot by a cop. 
um, black girl shot by white cop. You see those kinds of narratives. And in, if you're a person that just reads off the headlines and you don't get into the article, you don't realize it was a justified shooting. That, right. And it'll come out as that. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm no um, expert on police policy specifically in the um, Ohio area, but I mean, what else would you expect? Had the girl stabbed the other girl, one girl dies, the other one goes away to jail for murder, and then you've lost two lives. Right. And so if you're kind of weighing out the, the, the lesser of the two evils, I think what happened was definitely that. But it's just, well, you look I, at it, it's like a no-brainer almost. I don't but, know. But I think you need to look at it from the perspective of the responding officer, right? I mean, right. you pull up on a scene, you have seconds to decide who's the good person and the yes. bad person. You see somebody going to stab somebody, you're not yeah. necessarily, you know, in your head thinking, well, I better not shoot this person because then I might end up on the front page of the newspaper for... Right, self-serving, yeah. Right, I, you know, yeah. You, you, you're trained to you know, respond to these situations and react. And, um, I mean, you know, it's terrible that, I mean, first of all, why was somebody stabbing somebody else? (laughs) Well, that's what, you know, (laughs) it's funny you mentioned it because the tweets from celebrities are like, you know, why would a gun, why would a cop bring a gun to a knife fight? These girls are solving their own problems. And it's like, at 16 years old, I don't know of anybody wielding (laughs) a knife to solve a problem. This is clearly a bigger issue. Yeah. Uh, but it just goes to the narrative. It's like just trying to make the cop look bad. And he, right. to your point, he only had seconds to make some serious yeah, I mean, split, split decisions. Split seconds. And I mean, you know, props to all those folks out there that are police officers right yeah. now. Because I, I think, I, I'm not sure if, if I was a police officer right now, I'm not sure that I would want to be responding to any calls, you know. Oh, well, for I don't fear know if of, I'd be on the force, let yeah, alone. I mean, I mean, for fear of being on the front page newspaper for, you know, for being slandered in the media right, for right. a false narrative. I mean, you know. Yes. And, and where where is the, uh, you know, where's the, you know, the, the, you know, the journalism here, you know, why are we spreading a false narrative? Because it sells. Sex well, sells. And this it. is sexy. You know, I was listening to Stephen Crowder today. I'm kind of getting into him. And my son is into him. So I listen to him to see where my son's getting ideas right. from. I mean, they tore this thing apart, too. And it's clear, you know, mid-stab, this cop has to shoot somebody. And, right. you know, once you've been, um, once you've got that scarlet letter on your back, why would you want to continue to put your life on the line? Yeah. Because um, now it's not even the, it's not even the criminals you have to be afraid of. It's the general mob, the general population now that, um, they're calling you and they want you to protect them. But when you do right. now they're ticked. And yeah. what's even more interesting is that the mother of this, um, of this woman, of this, um, 16 year old that was shot is saying, well, she was, she was a peace, um, encourager. She promoted peace and she was a motherly <laughs> type. And it's like, I don't, uh, I think if you're out stabbing somebody with a knife, I'm not sure that I would classify you as like somebody I'd, that's out there. for I, peace. Get, <laughs> I mean, I get extreme emotional duress if you guys are going back and forth and emotionally charged, but if you really are a peace promoter, right. that means you have emotional intelligence, which means you can walk away yeah. and you will walk away yeah. but she didn't she charged one girl and went after the next and who knows if she was going after a third man i mean it was just quick fast there was just no time and so i hate to say it i don't want to say that i agree with the cop but somebody got to go home yeah somebody got to go home and it was the it was the the, the at the time it was based on what the cop had to work with the innocent one got to go home yeah and nobody's talking to that family right nobody's saying hey right. What do you guys think? We're grateful our daughter's coming home. It's so sad about the other. Maybe our daughter bullied the other daughter, whatever. But they're only, they're martyring this 16-year-old girl that was welding a knife, get ready to stab it into another girl to kill her. Yeah. So it's, I think, um, in the words of several people today, our country is screwed up. <laughs> it is, it is very screwed up. And, uh, I, you know, people, 
there's just a lot wrong with the the things that are going on in the media. Yeah. No, oh, so so much, so so much. It's we're gonna have a bunch of alcoholics before too long if we don't already. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. We have to drink our way through the media. Well, so, that, that brings us to our next topic yeah. here. So, uh, you know, we had uh, Derek Chavon was found guilty on three different counts, right? Three, yeah. Uh, three and and people are asking, you know, was this justice for George Floyd? And so, yeah. So the question here is, you know, people are asking, you know, was the was justice served for George Floyd in this uh, trial of you know, Derek Chavon. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that, that's the, the multi-million dollar question. So everybody's been, been weighing in on that. Yeah. Everybody. And I, I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's any division in the country that what happened was definitely uh, not necessary. Yeah. Uh, Floyd could have walked away from that. Were there several factors to his death? I don't know. I didn't watch the whole trial. I watched the closing statements. I do think that, uh, we're going to see an appeal. Um, oh, absolutely! Several levels. I, um, I think I think the appeal's coming just because you know Maxine Waters, Maxine Waters, and Biden both commented uh, on the trial, um, which is highly, highly uh, inappropriate, uh, inappropriate and unusual. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, he he may end up walking because of a, of a mistrial. Yeah, well, um, they can retry him on a mistrial. They can't retry him on it. And if they found him not guilty, that would have screwed him. Right. Because um, double jeopardy kicks in. Um, but the, from Maxine Waters, making, and I'm, that's what I'm so surprised by. Why is she not being impeached? Well, President I, I saw, Trump I, did not use these words that this woman used. Yeah. Very well, there, different. There's clearly a double standard here, right? I mean, clearly uh, it's okay for you to incite violence if you're a Democrat. I mean, there's no question about that. Clearly. Um, I, I did see that somebody did file uh, some papers to censure her, which I, I don't totally understand that whole process. Uh, but apparently, if if they're successful with that, then they can kick her off of the you know as chairman of the committees that she's on. And uh, I mean, but it's just you know the the fact that the the you know Democrats can think that this is okay. I mean, this oh. is this is what's a problem. Yes, it's that that political interference is yeah. a definite huge problem. You get them down in the streets with the. I mean, she's down there with the BLM mob, saying we need to be confrontational. Those were her words, and that's what. President Trump was impeached on a word he didn't use, but they're like saying, this is what you meant. Right. And, and well, then to hear Joy Behar saying, we knew what she meant. One little thing. Y'all are jumping all over it. Right. Excuse me, Joy Behar. This was, she literally told them, tell them we need business. Mm-hmm. Tell them, you know, make it clear. This is what has to happen. And then after um, Chauvin is found guilty on all three counts, the BLM leader, and I can't remember his name, but he's like, the only reason we got justice is because we looted, because we rioted, because we created these big, huge, um, damaging. And he actually said these words because we did this. This is the only reason we got justice. No, sir. I mean, if you're saying that, then you, again, you're just giving grounds for appeals. So do not be upset. You guys have no, no business, no leg to stand on when the appeals court turns over the guilty verdicts because they can. They have right. solid ground yeah. to do it. Yeah, so I mean that that aside, it's been interesting reading the comments, uh, you know, because I mean they they range the spectrum, right? I mean mm-hmm. they go from he's guilty to not guilty to he got a fair trial, he didn't get a fair trial. Yeah, I mean you know just it's all over the place, and it just seems like whatever your bias is, it really doesn't matter the outcome of the trial. Uh, that's yeah. what you're going to think about it, right? Right. Uh, so I mean it's it's been on full display in the media, and you know everybody's got an opinion or two. Yeah. And uh, and so I I think it's interesting. I mean if you're <laughs> if you're watching us out there, drop us you know a note in the comments what what your thoughts were on the trial. What you know what's your opinion, and you know what side of this are you on? Um, 
you know, I think that, uh, you know, certainly there's a lot of conversations to be had about race in this country. Um, but, you know, I, I think a, a lot of people believe that looting and rioting is not the way to get there. Um, but, you know, other people believe that it is the way to get there. So, um, you know, it's really, it's really all over the place right yeah. now. Um, you know, and uh, I, I think the conversation that we do need to have is holding those in power accountable Right. And, and that goes from those members in Congress that are inciting violence to mm -hmm. police officers, holding them accountable to our judges and holding the judges accountable um, all over the spectrum. There's a lot of not holding people accountable. And that has caused a lot of issues. Well, that goes all the way back down to the situation that Floyd was in that caused his death is you had several spectators there with their phones out. Instead of well, calling 911 yeah, but to say... We, we've talked about this before, right? I mean, yeah, but you know, I still put, stand by it. Put yourself in, in that position, right? I mean, everybody's there taking their phones. I, I understand why they're doing that. Right. And I mean, to, to be in that position, to challenge a police officer in the wild, we'll call it, <laughs> right? If you're out there, you're unarmed, and you challenge a police officer, then, you know, I think there's a, there's a personal risk to you, whether you're do stand up for the right thing or not. And that's a, that is a problem. Well, not even that. It's just even somebody did call the, you know, if you get enough phone calls in, you're going to get the right people involved. And somebody comes in and say, you know, more cops that show up. It's another cop that says, get off of him right. now. Well, and actually put Chauvin under, because Chauvin should have been arrested at that point too. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally agree. But, but I, I feel like the failure, the biggest failure here was there were three police officers yes. on scene. Oh, I think Two of them. Of them Two of them should have said, hey, that's not how we're, we do it, right? right? And and that was it. I mean, you know, he, he did, I mean, he you can hear him asking for, you know, for some relief there, you know, to let up because he can't breathe, right? right. Well, so, I mean, at that point, the other police officer should have, should have, you know, been, been there for him. I mean, well, you know, pepper spray the guy, subdue him that way. So he's a little bit in capacity, but even the EMS person tried to show up and say, hey, I, Let me interject here. And he was, they yeah. were told no. I, I, I'm going to, you know, I want to stay as far away from I can as armchair quarterbacking because I wasn't <laughs> really there, right? Who knows? You might have done something different, right? right? But but I think there's a lot of people that can agree that, you know, this, this extended period of time of being held to the ground was inappropriate. Yeah, and like eight minutes. Yeah, something. eight, nine minutes, whatever it mm -hmm. was. And the problem, the failure is the other police officers were not there. Agreed. You know, to, they were basically were just going along with whatever the original officer was doing, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, uh, so at I, some point in time, you got to put the damn camera down. Well, and, and, and okay, so the, take another step. Do yeah, something but, else. Yeah, but this goes to another problem in our in our society, right? Twenty dollars. This is all over twenty bucks. I, th I think the real tragedy here is the guy had some issues. He had some addiction issues, right? And and he obviously wasn't able to get those under control. Right. You know, I mean, there there is a long line of dominoes that fell here prior to him getting in trouble with the police here, right? And so I, I think the real issue is, is that society, um, you know, whether he failed society or society failed him, that's kind of another conversation. But, yeah. you know, clearly, clearly the guy was not a high functioning member of society, let's say. <laughs> right. Right. And, and really, you know, I mean, 20 bucks, it's 20 bucks, you know, just, I, I, you know, it, it gets to the point where our, our communities need to do better by these people because basically, 
you know, I, I think we're just, everybody's out for themselves, right? And, yeah. and you know. I, well, so does that I mean know. we need to change the laws a little bit re- and restructure how we're, like, I, a counterfeit I, dollar I bill, that's... you just ban somebody from the store and put them on the uh, a well, watch list, and just I, like you do with bad checks? I mean, why, yeah, I mean, why, you know, I, again, <laughs> armchair quarterbacking is, is really easy, right? Because well, you're not there. that's kind of the point of all the conversations right? out there, yeah. But that's the point of the conversation. But, yeah. but, I, but I think in a lot of areas, to me, a core issue with our with our society, it yeah. comes down to two things. One, the family and family values and family support. Because I think there's a lot of people out there that don't get the support they need within their families, right? Okay. Yeah. Two, I really believe... Um, so I think families is a big issue and I think mental health is a big issue in this country. I think we do not take mental health seriously. We stigmatize mental health. We don't get people the help they need. We make it expensive to get help if you get help at all. And, and we really don't have a, I don't think we have a very good track record of, of taking care of people mentally. You know, Um, I think there's some truth to that. When I worked in the university, we had mental health services available for free for our students. Unfortunately, it was overused. Um, and I'm bit by the, or abused is probably the word I'm really looking for is a student would say, oh, I'm mentally ill and I can't complete my assignments. So I need to go see the, you know, the person and, and get some free help. And, and then you get to work where you don't have that available to, um, and we'll actually touch on this with my media's um, pick for the day. Um, where there's somebody available immediately there in the office for you to say, I need to sit down, discuss this. I can't function because this thing is on my brain. And you work with a, somebody to help you walk through those steps. Um, and it's, I, I, so I, yeah, I can agree with you. This is a, the mental health has definitely got a part in it, but well, I don't know that so, it played the biggest part in Floyd's death unless Chauvin had some, unless Chauvin had some issues with well, anger management and things like I, that. I, I think it plays on both sides, right? I think, I think George Floyd had some mental health issues going on. I mean, he was obviously on, on some, you know, on something fentanyl fentanyl he was on fentanyl right yeah and out there doing counterfeit you know money right so upstanding citizen i mean he i'm not even gonna go there but clearly he had some problems right right Uh, clearly siobhan you know maybe should not have been a police officer and i'm sure that there were you know there were trigger warnings prior to that happening i mean these things never seem to come out of the nowhere it's like oh well yeah there was that warning but you know, we didn't do anything about it. And yeah. so, um, I, I just think it's all the way around. I mean, I think from the family side, you know, from, from, you know, the way I see it, the family perspective is, you know, those are the things that help you not have, you know, chemical addictions and not help you, uh, go out there with counterfeit money right <laughs> now. Well, maybe some are, families that's, that's a thing. He's right? I'll, I'll give you the mental illness and the fentanyl. Usually drug addiction is, is attached to some sort of mental struggle that you're not dealing with some sort of trauma, something you're not dealing with exactly, right. but using the, the counterfeit $20 bill, uh, that's, we're, we've got a fine here that we might be splitting, but I mean, ultimately Floyd didn't deserve to die over this particular situation. No, absolutely not. Um, Sh- Chauvin, Chauvin, a former officer here that has been found guilty after learning and understanding what the charges were and, and applying those to the situation. Um, at first I was not in favor of him being found guilty of all three, but then once I got to understanding, I could see how he yeah. was convicted of all, because it's almost like a timeline of events. He could have stopped here, didn't, could have stopped there. And so, well, and, and what's but it's going to be overturned anyway. Yeah. And I mean, what's the culture within that police department that allowed those other officers to stand oh. by and watch that happen? Right. I, yeah. I, <laughs> just, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's absolutely awful. And well, that's, yeah. you know, 
and, and sadly with this whole, you know, rioting and looting thing, you know, over the summer, um, well, what we really haven't seen is change within that police department. I think they defunded the police a whole bunch and then the citizens started complaining that there's too much crime and it's like, <laughs> well, duh, you know? So, I mean, what did you expect? Did, how, how do we hand appropriately handle these things? Well, and, and, but you know, part of the problem is that you only have what the media is telling you. There's a whole bunch oh, yeah. of other stories out there about yeah. black on black cop versus white, um, perpetrator crime, black to black, white to white. I mean, it, it's this is not the only thing that cops are doing out there, and that's the very sad thing. There are hundreds of thousands of millions of stories out there that the media is not reporting on because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. That's a very difficult platform to argue. You just can't. You, it's hard to disagree with the idea that there's there's not some sort of agenda yeah. out there. Well, and and today, you know, with the um, the the most recent shooting is. Um, very apparent of that. Dante writes another example of that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they're exploiting these individual stories for the wrong reasons, right. um, and that's what angers me about the media overall. And so I do hold them accountable as well for this entire. I mean, for our entire, for, even for our conversation we're having to have now, yeah. the media's got soul. They didn't have to do this. There's a whole bunch of other things out there to report on. Find something else. It's getting old. <laughs> Yeah, so certainly lots of conversations to have. Certainly very complex issues. Certainly lots of sides to yeah. it. But anyhow, let's talk about something a little more, a little more uh, cheery. How should <laughs> we do that? Something happier. So, so tell me, you've, what, you, what did you choose here? Celebrate the inaugural class of female Eagle Scouts and their journey. So, I, I know the term Eagle Scouts. That's affiliated with Boy Scouts, but I see female. So this has got a this has to be affiliated with the story you brought up earlier, how girls were joining the Boy Scouts, and this was a good thing. Yeah, so about two years ago, the uh, Boy Scouts opened their ranks to girls, uh, so girls could now join the Boy Scouts. Um, you know, and if in case anybody's wondering, uh, what happens is they actually they'll have a troop, uh, but then they'll actually form a separate troop with the same number, and that's the girl, uh, you know, the girl version uh, version of the yeah. troop. And so the boys and girls aren't generally intercommingled, camping, and things like that. There's Two separate troops. They have separate leadership. They have well, all that sort of stuff. Don't we have so. Girl Scouts for that? Though? We we do have Girl Scouts. So, um, am I missing the point? Because it yeah, sounds like so, it's going to go co-ed, but now it's well, still separated. So so here's the deal. Um, the Girl Scouts program and the Boy Scouts program is is a little bit different. Um, the Boy Scouts program is is you know obviously more more male oriented, right? Uh, a lot more outdoor stuff. A lot more camping things like that. Um, and families were having to choose what activities they were going to, right? So okay. you have a girl and a boy, and you have Boy Scouts, and you may have soccer or volleyball, you know, or baseball or whatever. And some of the, the feedback that the Scouts was getting was, we just have too much going on. We've got to cut something, right? Oh, okay. And so, okay. you know, the girls weren't really joining any sort of uh, scouting activity because you know, that, you know, the boys were going or, you know, something had to go. Right. Right. Um, so the boy scout said, well, what if we open our ranks up to the girls and then you can all do it at the same time. (laughs) It's just a lot easier on families. And so, um, I think I don't ever, uh, from what I've read about it, it it didn't really start out as a power play, but it kind of turned into a power play. Um, and so, uh, anyhow, the girl scouts were really pissed about this and there was a lot of really, um, uh, sad things that the Girl Scouts said that that was very bad on a, from a PR perspective on the Girl Scouts. 
but that's that's all been two years ago. But now, uh, two years later, the the first class of of girl Eagle Scouts, ha, you know, has uh, graduated, and okay. uh, it, it's really a, a huge accomplishment because only four to eight percent of those that join uh, Boy Scouts will actually attain the Eagle Scout rank, which is the highest rank uh, oh. that's there. So. Uh, yeah, really kind of an awesome thing and uh, just something to celebrate. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, we wish we were selling Girl Scout cookies in the Boy Scouts. My son's oh. a, a Boy Scout and I, I'm, a, you know, I do a lot with the troop. But, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really good to see the, you know, the diversity coming in. And, uh, you know, it's it's not just a boy's world. Well, there you go. I'm not familiar with it, but it sounds like a fabulous thing. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of controversy and uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Well, and I, I think there's something to be said about that because there's some things that, I mean, how many, I think it's more popular for girls to join the boys than for boys to join the girls stuff. Yeah, right? well, so, I mean, so far what, I, what I've seen is that there is no option for the boys to join the girls. Well, and I, I'm not talking just about the scouts thing. I'm talking about just in general. When you've got the girls club versus the boys club, more girls yeah. want to join the boys club, so to speak, and less boys want to join the girls club. And I think that does have a gender role specific, specificity to it, mm -hmm. um, along with, I think guys take a, a hit to the man card. They're, yeah. um, I think they get a little corner clipped when that right, kind of thing happens. Right. And I know we, we don't talk about the man card. It's like the fight club. We, we, we don't talk about it. The but first rule of the man club I is talk you don't about talk it anyway. about the man club. <laughs> well, and I say that because I know my, my buddy, he gets, um, he's very confident with himself. He's learning to be more confident every day and learning about what he can and can't do. And he just does whatever feels good. So if that means yeah. he drinks a foo-foo drink at the bar with the girls, then that's what he does. And the guys are like, really? <laughs> Are you going to drink that with a straw? Can you at least not drink it with a straw? <laughs> right. And so he takes some, some hits. He's like, what's the problem? It's like, that's not manly. I'm like, there are some things you guys do that aren't manly. Well, we do that in clothes. You know, nobody can see right. us. We don't do it out in public. Don't, don't show the ego, right? <laughs> right? Don't damage the ego in public. Well, and you got to have, I mean, and that's kind of part of the guys club too, is you got to have that one dude that all the other guys make fun of. And that's kind of like his entry, his little... Um, ongoing initiation, ongoing hazing, if you will, to the, the you just have that one dude that just yeah. you kind of drag into it. Like, come on, guy, come on, you can do it. <laughs> We're gonna make fun of you till you get this. Um, and so it's um, it's just interesting how it, there's a lot one way, but not as much the other way. But th that's good for them. That's awesome. If that's a good thing, I'm happy for it. Yeah, it's it's you know definitely something a little bit different and. Um, I, you know, I think, I think in a lot of ways it's really good and, uh, it, you know, it certainly starts a conversation, yeah. you know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and there's, there's really nothing in that the Boy Scouts do that the girls can't do, you know, I mean. Well, and I think so. cause that's how long can you be in the Scouts for? Uh, so you start, I think around 12, okay. uh, 11 or 12 and then it's through 18. So, well, and to, um, if I follow you, you guys do a lot of camping. Yeah, we do a lot of camping, uh, you know, during the school year, we, we generally camp and then there's a summer camp that they okay. go to. And so um, I could see why that could be difficult for girls to be involved with, because you're talking about that age where th kids are changing from kids to not kids. Right. To, <laughs> to, yeah. We're trying to be trying to be as family friendly as possible. But puberty kids kicks to <laughs> monsters to <laughs> teenagers. Let's talk to, more about puberty, but we could go with that term, or, too. Right. So and with girls, it's hard to be out in the woods and you're you you're being a girl thing kicks in and you got to I don't know if there's facilities or that's not something you really want to do out in the woods. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, that's I, difficult. I think I think every troop is different. I mean, we we generally go to state parks where there's bathrooms. Oh, okay. and So you're not just uh, like out in the woods just no, wandering off like I mean, in the, the wild <laughs> the, there there is backpacking trips and things like that but but those aren't the majority of okay the so time. there's some considerations yeah. there okay well and, and they go. did uh, i know at the summer camp that we went to prior to covid hitting 
Um, they did have, uh, you know, since it was a Boy Scout camp, it was like, well, all the bathrooms are boys, no. <laughs> right? Like, you know, I there, mean, there I've, was, used, I've used guys' toilets. I don't appreciate well, it because there's no toilets. There's urinals. It's like right. But what they did was they said, okay, well, these ones are now designated for the girl, you know, yeah. for the girls, and yeah. and you know, we got told, you know, you do not go into their campsites and use their bathrooms. Like, <laughs> yeah, but why we do that know. at home? Don't we? We share the same bathroom we do. at home. Yeah, I mean, what's yeah, the yeah. difference? That's well, why I don't mind so, the unisex bathrooms. Yeah, we do it's, it at home. It's, I think more of a liability thing when you're at a camp environment like that yeah but but, i mean um, to the point don't use a girl's bathroom we're gross we are so (laughs) gross we and we blame one another for we're not even trying to like that's not a prideful thing we're like pointing to like she did it we didn't do it no the guys were in there that's not us it's like no clearly that was a chick like come Mm. on so So. yeah keep your own trust me on that one that's we're doing you a favor (laughs) all right so moving on here we have uh Good on Hyatt, because uh, this is a little bit of an older article. Uh, we did take a little bit of a break on our podcast here. Yes. Uh, but uh, Hyatt, uh, basically, you know, they, they were going to hold CPAC, which is a uh, conservative um, gathering, conference, yeah. conservative conference, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the liberals uh, tried to shame Hyatt about it and get it moved. And Hyatt said no. And so good on them. I, I don't know that there's a lot to talk about here, but I'm I'm just proud for some sort of brand standing up for our freedoms. And not not embracing the cancel culture, I think. Right. Not right. not falling for that and just doing what you normally do. That's outstanding. Now, this one I am truly excited about. I love the fact that Parlor is back. Yes, Parlor is back. back. Yay! I know that sounds dumb, but that was the one space you could go to and see both sides. You saw mostly conservative, clearly, but it was cool. You could go out there and you could exercise your freedom of speech. I didn't like everything I saw in there, but that's okay. That's yeah. So I mean, another platform. I guess they found some place to do web hosting and and put their data and nice. and um, so you know we did see some news that maybe Trump was thinking about starting his own social media. <laughs> Um, or maybe starting a web, you know, web place. We had place a conversation where, about that. We were taking yeah, bets on what the name was. <laughs> we, we, we were. Um, so I don't know where they found uh, to host their information, but uh, they found some place, and they're back on mm-hmm. Apple uh, on the on the uh, Apple iTunes now because apparently they said they will censure hate speech and things like that, which you know I think is really ironic considering um, you know Apple itself uh, doesn't exactly censure hate speech in a uh, uniform manner, let's say. Yeah, it's not a two-way street, um, Because is it? <laughs> you have Twitter and Facebook, which has a whole lot of hate speech uh, mm-hmm. that they don't censure at all. And so, yeah. uh, but I guess the big deal here was they wanted Parler to have some sort of a mechanism to review and then ban or kick off people, you know, right. that sort of thing. So I guess they've they've remet the terms of service and so Yay. they're back. So, Welcome back, Parler. I never took you off my back. phone. I'm a solid, loyal user. I, I just need to see did if I can you, log in now. Did you open it at all? While at no, all? I mean, you know what? I can just do so that. So I, I tried to open it like two months ago and there was just nothing there. Yeah, there that's what. no <gasps> data at all. Yeah, I'm back on. My picture's there. I'm all, it, nothing's showing. I mean, there's no feed. There's but nobody, nobody's like updates, crickets. Updates from people. I don't, so I need to go probably go back and refollow everything and find yeah. people and um, let me check my subscribe. Yeah, it's clear. My my profile looks like it's still there, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. It. So it looks like they moved nice. the they moved your uh, you know your account over, but they didn't. Yeah, and you probably lose information on that one. That's yeah, okay. At least even, they're back. I didn't even know where mine is. I it's get too so, many. 
too many You're apps. like Bo. He's got yeah. so many. He just scrolls through screen after screen. <laughs> I'm like, did you think about folders? He's like, no, I know where it's at. It's fine. It's here. I get to it. Yeah. So, like, you know, we'll have dude. to we'll have to take a note here that we'll have to put something for Biz and Mayhem on Patreon. Or, yes. Sorry, not Patreon. On Parlor. <laughs> we got too many P's. Uh, we know what you were thinking. We want right? money. But That's speaking, what he's thinking. <laughs> speaking of Patreon, it's time for you to plug Patreon. Oh, do you have me? Ah, oh, I might have a script. What am I supposed no, to do? No, you just got to do this from the go heart. With it? Just got to go from the heart. Gosh, we haven't done this in a few weeks, and we I'm haven't. gonna. I have so. Send us money. Send us money. This is not hard. How yeah. difficult was that? No. <laughs> um. So we we've been hosting this show. Where it'll be a year this summer. Do you realize that we're coming up on? I a know year. it's pretty crazy. Isn't it, it is. Um. And so. It's not free to do this, but we love doing it. We love bringing information to you, our audience, to you guys. We love interacting with you. Um, clearly, we're not live tonight, but when we are live, we'd love to um, kind of bring you guys into the show and give you that firsthand um, feel as you communicate with us and we talk back with you. And so we've got a few different tiers that you can subscribe to to keep us going. Um, hopefully, Chris will bring it up here. What are the uh, tiers? So we have, uh, you'll have to give me a second here. <laughs> so there's like three tiers. I, th- I can't remember the price points on them. But if you go to patreon.com um, slash biz and mayhem, you'll find us. <laughs> He's trying to bring it up and I'm not doing a very good job ad-libbing here. But um, there are three different tiers. There's one that's like $3. Another one's like, oh, there it is. There, Yep, $3 a month, 15 a month. And $100 a month. So for $3 a month, um, you'll get Discord benefits. Um, you, you just get to show your love for the show. And it helps us out. $10, we have some meet and greets. We get to sit down with you. Um, you can give us your ideas. We can do some bonus content. Um, and then for $100 a month, we'll do a one-on-one strategy call. Um, and it's either us helping you out with stuff or you can give, you can even give us advice. We'll, we'll make this a two-way street if that's what it takes to get you to sign on. And then we'll still do the meet and greets. Um, if you've got, if you're with a, if you have your own company or you have your own establishment here in the Wichita area, or not too far off, uh, we can even make some arrangements to do the show live from where you're at. We can, we're definitely willing to work with you guys to keep us going. So, you know, um, check us out and kind of throw some Patreon bucks our way so we can keep bringing this to you because at some point in time we're going to go broke. <laughs> well, we are broke. Oh, now, okay. But- well. Yeah, that's, so that's you know, for <laughs> three bucks a month is our is our intern level, and that will get you live access to the show. So when we record the show, you get to see us live, and with all the non non none of the editing, you get to see just all the mistakes and everything, which is kind of fun. And you missed um, a big one a little bit ago. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you know, you can interact with us while we're recording the show. So I mean, the cost of us. I mean, how much was your Starbucks? That's not important. <laughs> I bet, I'm guessing your Starbucks was more than what we're asking for m- this per was, month. If I did not have my stars, and that tells you how much I use Starbucks, if you're a Gold Star member, and I am, this was $3.15. All right, so for less than the cost of that drink. One. One drink. You can one. join us, be at the intern level, and get access to the show early. And you can also get Discord benefits, which we have a Discord server set up, so you can talk with us throughout the week. Yeah. You can just chat. Uh, it's a little bit more private than Facebook and, uh, show your love for the show for just three bucks a month. And if you really feel like splurging, hit that manager level at 15 bucks a month, which is basically a lunch per month, which, uh, you know, isn't, isn't very much. And we'll give you some additional privileges there. So go, uh, support us at, uh, bizandmayhem.com at the bottom of any episode, you'll see the links to join, uh, the Patreon levels and we sure would appreciate it. 
Uh, so with that, let's uh, go on to our career workout. Career workout. It's time to work that career and lift and push and lift and push. You got it. Now harder, lift and push. It's the career workout. All right, so for career workout, we have uh, a rather <laughs> unique topic tonight. Me too. Uh, we're, we're we're kind of departing off the lane of careers, but I think we're going to circle back to it at the end. It's um, still a self improvement. That's what career workout is about. <laughs> that's right. It's all it's self improvement. It's, it's all goodness, right? <laughs> Thinking about it. Um, so so this week for uh, the career workout, we posed the question, or you posed the question on it's your dead. on your Facebook uh, for a first date. Who pays uh, for the dinner? Yeah. Should you should the guy pay? Uh, or should you go Dutch or should the girl pay? And, right. and we got a, or you got a bunch of, uh, Re- uh, it's interesting responses. Very interesting responses. <laughs> so I brought this question up and I really should have done it on the biz and mayhem Facebook page. And that's my fault. Um, so I did it on my page because somebody came to me and was, um, they'd had a dud of a date, right? And there, you know, there was a situation where the, the, <sighs> He was on a date. She was yapping about her independence. And at the end, she kind of expected him to pay. And he's like, what happened? And so I was like, you know, that's interesting. How do you, in today's dating world, how do you deal with this? And so I posted the question, if you're on a first date, who pays and why? That's what I really wanted was the why. Because I heard a lot of, he pays. Okay, well, why? I I can see that. And so all the guys, except for a couple, and they private messaged me because they did not want to be crucified on the social media (laughs) platform. But the guys that were all, that all responded, and you can go, um, you can see it. They all said the same thing. I'm a dude. I want to pay for her. It's, and some of them, even you, Chris, had said, it's nice if she makes the offer. That's great. And I appreciate that, especially if she seems like the independent type who wants to show she's going to take care of herself, but I really do want to pay for it. Um, several guys were like, this is a man's thing and this is emasculating otherwise. Mm-hmm. Now I did have the sneaky few. Like I said, they hit me on my PMs because I did say, if you don't want to share your why out in public and make yourself known, then you know, tell me privately. And I, one in particular, and we're going to refer to him as Mr. Exceptional. That's how he's asked to be identified <laughs> and we will go with that. So Mr. Exceptional, thank you for your feedback. All right. But he said that... Shout um, out and uh, <laughs> don't forget to go support <laughs> the show at patreon.com. $3 a month. I, th- I think he may- needs management level considering what's going to happen uh-huh, here. Uh-huh. So he gave me some juicy stuff, right? Oh, so he, okay. he did. He said, you know, if I'm taking her to a high-end restaurant, you better believe I'm getting something out of her at the end of the night. Oh. Like, we'll look you there. That is a uh, that 1950s is raw type attitude. information. I was like, good for you. And he's like, this is why I'm not posting it out there. Right. I know people are not going to appreciate this. And uh, But he said, but yeah, if I'm really making an investment for the night and there's a good click, um, then yeah, let's let's make this happen. It's like, well, what's a, like, are we talking Applebee's investment or are we talking like bonefish? Like, where's... <laughs> And so he agreed, like, if it's a high-end restaurant where it's the experience is part of it, then he's hoping that experience carries through. Right, right. And so, um, and he knows it's not a pop. He's married now, and so that's not even a thing. Of, you know, he does expect his wife to put out the end of the night when he pays for dinner. He did tell me that one. And so, um, you know who you are because you know who Mr. Exceptional is. So just in case he took you out to dinner tonight, be prepared, honey, because it's happening, whether you want to or you, whether you have a headache or not. Uh, but a couple other guys did say, you know, it is nice if she lets me pay. If everything is sparking and it's looking good, then yeah, I would like for it to go. Um, I think you cut me off. I'm not sure. I can't hear me. I would like for, they were pretty honest in that I would like for a little something, something to happen. doesn't have to be sex, but I'd right. like for a little bit of engagement. Like, 
Um, but it was funny because almost all the women were like, oh, we're going to go Dutch. Who asked who out? That's that's what really matters. And, um, you know, if, if uh, a lot of them were like, I'll just pay for myself. And it's like, I was kind of curious. I'm like, well, how many of you actually do that? Right. Yeah. And how many of you are just saying it? Because, the, I mean, all the, and it's, it's just like their normal dinner date, right? The guy who offers to pay. And she's like, I mean, I would pay for half, but I'm not going to. Right. And so very few of them actually said, I have paid. There's a couple who have said, if I've asked you out, then I fully intend to pay for you. And I talked with a friend of mine over the weekend and she said the same thing. And she's in a, a homosexual relationship and she's like, yeah, anytime I invite you out, then I'm paying. And if you invite me out, I'm still going to try and pay for you because that's what I do. I'm, I'm that person in the relationship, in any relationship. So it's kind of interesting to see how that went down and... Um, the response and there's still my Bo's mom chimed in on that one. That was fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's um, so I had to tease Bo. I'm like, I think she has a different opinion of you than what's actually going on. He's like, I asked you out and I paid. I'm like, no, I know you paid, but I basically <laughs> asked you out. So maybe I should have paid. But well, so for me, I, I really started to reflect and I'm like, OK, what is this whole thing about paying for dinner? Oh. Right. It's a it's a it's a cultural norm. Right. From, from one perspective, it's cultural norm. Yeah. And it's been practiced for ever as far <laughs> as I know, uh, you know, for a long time. Right. Right. Um, and I think this is th- something that seems to transcend cultures, whether it's, you know, European or American or, you know, anywhere across the world. I don't know about, um, you know, maybe Asian cultures. Maybe it's different. I'm, I'm guessing not. I don't I don't really know. Oh. It'd be interesting uh, for folks to chime in about other cultures and say, you know, it, what's the expectation. But um, for me, it's like, okay, well, I started to think, well, um, okay, so the man pays for the woman. This comes back from, you know, the 1950s where, you know, there was an imbalance in, in monetary resources between men and women, mm-hmm. right? And I know some people will, you know, people Good will still say there, yeah. there's still an imbalance, you know, but, but by and large, I think that women are quickly making up that gap, right? I would agree. Um, and so... Um, you know, but we're talking about gross imbalances when, you know, women didn't have any money at all and the men controlled all the money. So of course they had to pay for dinner because right. women had no means to pay for dinner. Right. right? Well, I don't think women were so, asking men out at the time either. Right. I would agree there. Um, and so it, it's interesting the responses that came back because it was like, well, if, whoever asked who out should pay for dinner. Right. right. And, and that's, you know, that was one response. Um, there was other responses that well, like I'm the man, so I'm going to pay, yeah. you know, um, and so it, it just, uh, it's, it's interesting to see, um, sort of the, the broad spectrum of responses that we got, but it really got me to thinking, you know, what is this whole man pays for dinner thing, you know, or, right. or the guy, um, is it, and what I, what I started to think about it, you know, is it, um, is it a practical thing from stemming from, you know, when women didn't have any money mm-hmm. at all? Uh, is it a power and control thing? Because if, if the men pay for dinner, and there's an expectation from the woman, you know, that's a power and control dynamic. Um, you know, so really what is this thing? And I, I guess you can, you can chime in from that respect and, yeah. and see what you think. Um, but, but I was certainly, uh, I, I did have some fun reading all these comments. <laughs> you did have, you know, oh, I mean, we can bring it up here. You get oh, hit over 175 five, comments yeah. on this. Um, what's interesting is only seven likes and 175 comments, which is <laughs> usually the other way around, around, you know, but a lot, a lot of comments, um, a lot of really good discussion on this. And, yeah. uh, well, and the uh, why is that's what I had to pull out of people is they would say something. It's like, well, why? And I, yeah. I think one guy just said, guy pays. Why? 
That's that's the way. <laughs> you know who and you are. <laughs> yes. Well, and that was the other thing is I had a couple of guys say that's the way I was raised. I'm like, but that doesn't that doesn't that's not a why. Yeah. That's you were raised that way. It's well, it, a crutch. in a sense, it is a why, right? Why? Because it's always the way I've done it. I mean, that's a why. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. It's just um, I I don't being a, a doing the coaching that I do when I hear somebody say that's the way I was raised. I'm like, nah. You still make the conscious choice for right. a reason. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but you know, like a couple of the guys said, their chivalry's not dead, and they like offering that sense of i can take care of you if you like and right. um, i know Bo does not like for me to pay that's his thing he loves to that's his that's his love language yeah um there i have snuck in a few payments in there a time or two <laughs> um i think the first time i snuck it in we were celebrating his birthday and um everybody else got one part of his bill and i got the other part he's like what the crap and and then yeah. after that it's like really for reals you need to, i want to pay this is what i want to do for you um otherwise he pulls out his his wallet and he pays for it but i always tell him thank you right. there's no ex- i always and if i forget to tell him at the time of dinner i'll go back with the text or call him and say hey by the way just want to let you know i really appreciate dinner tonight yeah um and i i, I was curious and i asked that question of several women do you say thank you because if you if you are saying you know he pays even though I insist, are you sincerely thanking the man for that? Because that is something that I think men do appreciate is to hear that recognition. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's. Uh, I mean, anytime you know somebody pays for somebody, you, you want to be appreciated yeah. for it, right? But um, you know, absolutely. I guess uh, you know where I'm at is uh, you know I I fully expect to pay for dinner when I go out with somebody, whether or not I ask them out or they ask me out. I, I think it's you just... You do that on platonic level, too, because we've had several interactions yeah, oh, out absolutely. in public. I, and I'll have my just, card out. You're like, nope, I got yeah. it. It's like, I was going to... Okay, I you guess. Know, but, Thank but you. But that's just me, right? But <laughs> yes. but, I, but I will say, I, I did think it was interesting about the comment about um, seeing what she does when the bill comes, right? Yes. If she offers to pay or not, I think tells you a lot about that person right. and who they really are. Because they can say who they are all day long, but that action will show you who they are. Yeah, and that was a, another conversation I had engaged with. I think actually talking to Bo, it's like when you and he's dated some independent women, and I'm probably the the most stubborn of the, all of them, which is probably why we're still together, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I asked him, it's like when you hear somebody yapping away about I'm independent, I take care of myself, I don't need anybody's money, and the check comes and she doesn't offer to pay. What does that tell you? He's like, no, I actually see that point. If she goes on and on and on, it's almost like she's pushing that message on to you. What are you supposed to do? Um, I do like what one person said on there that's like, well, you know, oh, I hadn't seen that comment yet. There's a new one on there. <laughs> I've been, um, I'll have to read that one. Um, what does that say? I am, and I've been off the circuit forever, but what I remember is the date I did go on after being married two decades was paying was never an issue. I made sure that when I finally, when I was finally willing and willing to give somebody a chance. Oh, I didn't see more. Let's see. That's a long answer. I'm not doing that one. We'll we'll read that one and get into it later. But um, one person said, you know, it really, like she came in with the original, this is how tradition says you should do it. But if you're looking for a one-night stand, go to a, a crummy dry hamburger joint, pay your own way, and then take care of your business for the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow, that's awesome. That was outstanding. That was probably the best comment. And it came from a woman. I loved it. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, 
that it, you know it's 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 an interesting it's an age-old question it's getting to be that way now so yeah who, i think who I pays think and how do you figure it out i think it's interesting um what, what i what i wanted to bring it around to of course this is the biz and mayhem podcast not the dating and mayhem podcast although <laughs> I mean, that one maybe we should do that one but here's the thing you know at work how how is this dynamic different right because um, you know, when I work with females at work, I don't see them as female. I just see them as another, co-worker. you know, coworker, employee, you know, boss, whatever. I don't necessarily, and I know it's cliche to say, I don't see gender, you know, I, but, I agree. but I don't, I don't feel like I treat people differently because they are female or male. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've not gotten feedback that I have. Right. But I've worked, I've worked with you and I can say that's, I don't see a difference. I mean, I, I, I guess the, my litmus test for me is I don't. I don't expect somebody who's male or female to act differently, right? right. Uh, I'm not going to assign things based on their gender, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but I think at work, you know, it is an interesting question. Um, you know, how do we deal with differences of gender at work? Um, are there still biases that need to be worked on, you know? Um, and that may depend on whether you're a big company, little company, whatever. Right. Uh, I don't know. What, what's your thought on that? I mean, I'm obviously not a female in the workforce. <laughs> you are. So I don't well, have firsthand experience there. So I've so had this speak. conversation with other women, and let's point out the obvious. I was taller than all of them. And this is important because the only people I hear complaining about the gender issues at work are shorter women. Oh, well, that's, um, that's inter- interesting. I, the taller women that I've gotten to talk to, they don't complain about that. And so... Right. Um, and I, I think the more confident women, the more secure women um, who don't, you know, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too this, I'm too that. They don't seem to have any issues either. But for reals, though, um, I mean, I've been tall since I've, I've been this height. I'm six foot one and I have been since I was 15 years old. I have never had anybody say, oh, you're a girl. You can't do this. You look weak. You can't do this. That's never been an issue for me. But um, I've got a very good friend down in Stillwater who's probably... I can't remember how tall you are, honey, but I think you're like five, 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 six. You're short unless you're in your heels. <laughs> but she gets catcalled and she gets comments made. You're going to get, you know, if she's been down the shop because she used to work in aviation, right. you're going to get your blouse dirty down here, honey, or things like that because she is very well put together like me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's funny. I don't get that. Everything you guys, and I've heard a lot of women go into, you know, their, the issues, the biases that they feel like they have experienced. I'm like, I don't get it. Sorry. Well, I think it's because when, when, you know, you have a conversation with a guy at work, the most of them are like this. <laughs> They're pre- Don't hit me. Hey, <laughs> up, up there. Now, the, the only guys I've really, I've had guys of all kinds challenge me, and I've had one guy come at me with his emotions. He's a taller guy. He's taller than me, older guy. And he's used to that bureaucratic t- type of management where he's like, I'm going to show you my emotions. I'm going to get my way. And you're, you know, that part is like, and he did the same thing with everybody. It didn't matter if you're female or right. not. And that's like, you can be mad at me, son, in the same pants you got ma- happy in. I don't care. When you're done being mad, come back at me. We'll talk about this. So I think there's a lot to do with your presentation. If you're confident, I mean, guys can smell insecurity and fear like bees can. Like well, they, so can women, right? I mean. No, we're not as good at oh, it. Oh, no, I think women are better at I don't, it. Than they men, don't know right? what to do with it then. Well, I know I can tell it, but, and that's where I try to, depending on what I'm using the situation for, you kind of hmm. exploit it or right. you make it better. But I don't think women are, can be very nurturing and very like, oh, you poor thing. I don't want you to feel bad. And then there are your power women who are very much, well, oh, but, you're but down yeah, for just, count, let me kick you. Just getting ready to say that. I mean, you don't typically see the nurturing side of, of women at work. Well, I think they're afraid I, to I, show it. I think it. that's, that's a generalization, a... right? Because, I mean, it, obviously some people do, but I think in <laughs> by and large, at least, 
you know, the folks that I've, I've come in contact with, you don't necessarily see that nurturing side because I think people see it as a weakness, right? They can. And, yeah. But they, I think at the same time, women don't know, I think they feel like they have to prove something. And I think of somebody in particular right. right now that I have worked with and they feel like they have to prove it. And it's like, no, you don't. So, <laughs> so really let me, don't. let me spin this back on our original topic, which was who ba- <laughs> who buys dinner. Right? right. And so if at work we are basically essentially not male or female, we're just coworkers, coworkers. employees. Right. right. Then why is there still this expectation on the dating circuit that we're going to revert back to this older uh, gender stereotype model of the 50s and 60s. Well, you know, I think there's supposed to be some compartmentalization between your work persona and your play persona, which is why you don't mix business with pleasure. Mm, true, true. But um, you're also now work culture are the, the overall general work culture is changing with inclusion, diversity, and belonging, and you're supposed to bring your best self to work. Which, by the way, sometimes your best self is the jerk. So people need to keep that in consideration. But I think, um, how do you play into that? When you have a, you, you decide to go do a working lunch and you're, and you don't have a corporate card to pay for it, you know, who pays well, for it I, then? And that, I, I mean, that's yeah, how I mean, far I, does that go? I think at lunch, it's generally accepted you go Dutch. <laughs> you would uh, think so, but you know, guys still step up and say, I'll pay for that. Right. And it's like, well, all right. I well, and that, that's the deal. question that I was getting to before. And that, in, in that context, at a work lunch, and you know, it, you know, the guy says he's going to pay for a gal. Is that a is that a power move? Is that a is that a control thing? See, I think women will see into it depending upon their insecurities. I think anybody will read into it depending upon their insecurities. Yeah, everybody's going to interpret it differently, right? So for me, I'm not the insecure type. I think you know me, Chris. And there's not a whole lot of things I'm insecure about. So when somebody says they're offered to pay, it's like okay. I mean, I'll yeah. pay my way. I have no yeah, problem. Yeah. They're like, no, I'm going to do it. And I've right. even, I've and done, that, had that I, conversation. I think everybody's a little different though yeah. when it comes to that, right? Well, it's so. almost like, well, if you're paying for me, then what do you expect? Yeah. All right. So it's almost like sexual harassment at that point. You bought me lunch. I'm not, or what are you wanting in return for that? Well, yeah, there's, yeah. So I think there is a fine line there, but then you take it, like you said, you take it outside of work. Why has it changed? Th- that's just it. Huh? You know, if it's, wh- why does the, why does the scenario change just because of the context of mm-hmm. the situation, right? I mean, if we're going to truly move society to a point where, uh, you know, males and females are equal, which I think everybody's on the same page that that's a good thing, right? Equal is an interesting word. I like balance. Okay, so balance, but um, but but again, okay, so it's not balance though. If you have one expectation at work and another expectation at home, well, or in your social life, I should say. I think that it's person, it's case by case. Yeah, you know, it, it probably it really is. is. But I think um, I think if you, gosh, it's just it's such a difficult yeah that's a we're, slope, we're, but it's not necessarily well, we're, slippery but you can certainly fall yeah. down it and we're, we're definitely not gonna i mean it's not that this needs solving but i don't think there's <laughs> one answer for this either right no. but but my my question was i think it's a good thing for think people to think about and to ponder yeah. on and to really dive into you know what does this really mean for them well and i think that was one of the kind of leads into one of the points that was on here is it's a sense of self-respect to pay for other people there were a couple of guys on there and um a couple of them i know personally that do pay for everybody else's way right and one of them happens to own the company and he not only pays for his employees but he'll pay for his friends when they go out sure and to him that's that's part of his personality. And and I know a gentleman that we were on a, a group lunch and it somehow he got stuck with all women, the poor man. <laughs> but 
Um, he was military. His his background, his raising, his mm-hmm. standards, everything about him. And in, in in thinking of his own daughters, he's like, I would want somebody to step up and provide this sense of respect. I expect nothing in return. And he was actually very grateful for the. We thanked him. He was like, Oh, hey, you know, you're welcome. That's awesome. Right. And so I think there's a level of self-respect that you need to honor with other people. And I think it really specifically goes to men that this is a way of men. Most men's love languages is respect. And this is how they like to show it is using their money in this kind of strange context. And that's cool. It's lunch. It's just a meal. It's yeah. fine. Well, it's, it's certainly a good conversation to have, I think. And um, to me, it, I really started to think about it in a different context of well, what really is this thing? You know, is this... Is this just, you know, like I said, is it just society expecting us to do the same thing over and over again? Um, you know, is this some sort of power play? Is it a respect thing? You know, what what really is it to, to you know, to me personally? And, and how would somebody else perceive that? And I think the answer is everybody's going to perceive it a little bit differently. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, hopefully you're not going on your first date with somebody that you can't kind of read well enough to realize he's going to he's going to want to pay. True. True. Or she's going to want to pay and I need to figure out, like, hopefully you've thought that through, especially in this day and age with so yeah. many but, um, but independents. I think, but I think it's a good conversation to have. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Know, internally and, and with your friends and family and things like well, that. Well, it's in your kids and mm-hmm. since it goes back to the rearing. Yeah, <laughs> the way right. I was it goes raised. back to family. So. so, yeah, I agree. Interesting. Definitely, definitely an interesting topic. And uh, I think we could certainly talk all night on that. Can't we always? But uh, now it is time for Media Madness. <laughs> Welcome to Media Madness. First up, I've got uh, my pick is, uh, of course, we all love Samuel L. Jackson. I know you do. I love oh, him. I he's do. great. He's awesome. He's, he's really funny. Uh, I ben, can't do any of his quotes without cursing. Cause well, that's, that's the Samuel L. Jackson thing, right? But uh, did you know that you can get Samuel L. Jackson on your Echo? Yes, and my I, we were Bo and I were playing with it one night. <laughs> and do you know when you can put it on a, the? I have several. Uh, Alexas. I knew you were an Echo Alexa fanatic. It's so. a, well, thank that thanks to Bo. I wasn't going to do it. He brought the first little lady in a tube home. But you know, but they're like cockroaches. You get one, and then they're they everywhere. Multiply they do. Then, yeah. I need one for the garage now that I'll be working out in the garage more, but. Yeah, that thing is so cool. And you hear Samuel L. Jackson coming in on that. It is the <laughs> funniest thing. It is hilarious. So, so How did what you did, find out? Um, we were, I think it was online somewhere uh, that I ran across it. And I was like, oh, I've got to try that out. You know, <laughs> well, oh, I know what it was. We were, uh, uh, the kids and I were, were uh, doing funny things. And we ran across Samuel L. Jackson doing GPS directions. <laughs> And, uh, and so then the next one was, oh, you can get Samuel L. Jackson on your Echo. And it was like, oh, that's so cool. So we installed oh it on God. our Echo. Can you imagine Samuel L. Jackson getting <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't even, I can't even, I mean, it, just go, go Google or go use your bri- web browser oh search gosh. engine of choice. That is awesome. And go find Samuel L. Jackson GPS that directions. That is outstanding. And uh, it, it's kind of an overdub video, but it's few, they were a few years old, but it was pretty dang funny. I need to, I, it makes me want to put directions in my phone for my house on the way home tonight <laughs> i'll get pulled over by the cops i'll be laughing so hard yeah. over the road no it was pretty good so you can uh, put him on your echo he'll be basically be the voice of your echo um, and it's really cool because when you ask him things he will come back with a short quip <laughs> and then you know you can say uh, you know hey what's the weather outside and he's like i haven't got time to give you the weather <laughs> but it's 78 and sunny outside you and know? it's in that yelling voice i haven't got time to <laughs> yeah. give you the weather <laughs> 
That's so, awesome. You know, you can you can ask him to put things on your shopping list, and he's like, "I'm trying to memorize my lines." <laughs> Echo, can you put this on the shopping list? <laughs> and then Echo great. chimes in. So it's really cool how it works, and uh, just like, kind of something to break up the day. That's awesome. I would be doing that one. We'll test that one out some more. That's <laughs> always fun. And then what have you got going on here? So. Bo and I, we've, we're, we're getting to be binge watchers. We're so old in our relationship. We're boring. And then COVID doesn't help much. So we've been couch potatoes and we got through all of the available episodes to Yellowstone. I shared that with you guys. And we've gone through Stranger Things and looking for something. He got told about this one. It's Billions. It is a Showtime original series. Um, we just completed season three, I think. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it's... Um, it was hard to follow at first because it does talk about um, trading, stocks and trading. And so if you don't understand that industry, it's a little hard to follow at first. But once you catch on, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a show based on Axe Capital. And they go. Th- it's clearly a shady type of company. They right. sh- they sh- well, the it wouldn't make for good be. TV if it wasn't, right? <laughs> right. Sh- clearly the feds <laughs> and the, the district attorneys and attorney generals should be involved with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what I loved about it, the writing is outstanding it's just some of the the these one-liners that they've you see character involvement you see these one-liners coming out they're outstanding i think we have found my dream job in this one if i can ever <laughs> really that? performance coach this they, she's a psychiatrist clearly okay. i'm not credentialed to that level um but she's the person that she's the mental health provider and you know whenever somebody's can't focus because right. this guy wants laser focus if you've got an issue go see um, go see Dr. Rhodes and get get fixed. And so they'll go in there and they'll talk their problems out with her. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. Now go do your work. And they're like, yeah. And um, now they're this, the interesting twist. And if it's, I don't know if it's on screen, if you can put it up there, Chris, but her husband is the district attorney of the whatever region that this guy operates his business out of. And that makes things very difficult because she's got patient confidentiality and Uh, he's trying to nail her boss and she can't talk about things. And so the bedroom talk is very different. Lots of really weird twists that balance the characters out. Like the, the just the attorney general has a very dark um, sex addiction to him that that includes S and M and the wife has to help him through that. So she dresses up and she whips him around for a little bit and you're like, (laughs) yeah, because and it's a very it's a it's a power struggle, but it's not the kind of like good versus bad. It's bad versus bad. These are both bad people doing bad, stupid things. And you're like, I don't know which one. It's like Hillary so, versus Trump. You don't know which one to vote for, and you have to try and figure out. So you're you're telling me this is guilty TV? <laughs> oh my guilty gosh, it's awesome. Yes, yeah. you, you sit there and you just binge watch. And unfortunately, they're almost hour long episodes, so binge watching takes like an Olympic Forever. event. Yeah, <laughs> but it's addictive once you get past the first couple. Um, of episodes you you find that character you want to see more of and this is a little ahead of its time actually they have a, a gender fluid character on here by the name of taylor mason um their pronouns i mean they introduce themselves i'm taylor mason my pronouns right. are them and they and you're like oh so this is before all this gender stuff came out sure and i mean there is a scene where you do figure out their body gender like you can clearly see some things you're like oh uh, okay yep, yep. but you just love this stinking character like they did an outstanding job of putting this one together and really selling it to you so it's a definite one if you haven't started get on it start watching it it's exciting um definitely highly recommend it um i'd like to be binge watching it all the time so i can get caught up before the next season starts <laughs> but it's just a real it's a if you like those little 
who's, you know, they did it. Now we hate them. Now we hate them. Nope, we hate them. It's that back and forth fun power struggle. It's great. Well, I'm definitely going to have to check it out because I'm running out of series to watch. I've got <laughs> that to, says something. <laughs> <laughs> I've binge watched two different series now and I'm waiting for new episodes to drop. So <laughs> yeah, this will be I the one. To... I definitely need something new. You'll so. you'll like this, the strategy that goes into some of the stuff. You'll be, you, it, it, it aligns with some of the stuff we've talked about. Is it's it? really cool. So in other words, I have to actually pay attention. I can't just put it on in the background and walk around. You and, can, but you'll yeah. stop what you're doing so you'll hear something you're like what what was that <laughs> hold on <laughs> let me watch that again it, nice. it catches you and it, it'll make you sit down awesome. it's outstanding well you want to bring this home i can i'm gonna read so you guys won't actually see me looking at you because i haven't it's been a while you I haven't memorized this we've done this 29 so. times yeah, i know Come we on, took like a six-week break i, I know we did we i've been a... teaching dude <laughs> i've got students pissed with me right now are you kidding me oh did you turn in grades i need to i've got some more grading to do uh, just give them all a's i mean they're basically getting a's they're great students <laughs> i don't have this is not a hard well, then, job why is it hard to grade just because i actually I, I gotta put forth the effort they put uh -huh, forth the effort uh -huh, that sure, kind of thing sure. it's discussion post i did yeah. it to myself you need a ta don't you get a ta when you teach not as an adjunct. An adjunct <laughs> professor does not. But I'm going to bring oh, that up to my boss. Tell, but I, yeah. I mean, my, my boss had to sit down with me today. She's like, you do realize that evaluations are coming up and I'm getting some bad ones about you. I'm like, oh, I should oh, probably get on that. Yeah, okay. you but should probably fix that. I'm still going to teach. doesn't matter. <laughs> but bringing this to a close, we thank you guys so much for listening to the episode of Biz and Mayhem podcast. If you like this episode, show us a little love by posting a review on iTunes. And don't forget, like we said earlier, to send us a few bucks on Patreon or PayPal. We'll love you forever, especially if you get on those tiers, because this podcast is not free and we want to keep doing it. This is fun for us. To get the show notes for this episode, head over to bizandmayhem.com. Look for season two, episode 29. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, have some fun in the mayhem. We'll see you later, Chris. We'll see you later. Have a good one. Have a great one, guys. The Biz and Mayhem podcast is produced by Check 6 Creative Studio. If you have a podcast or have been wanting to start one, let us know. We'd love to help you produce and edit your podcast. We'd also love to work with your business on marketing and video production. Visit us on the web at check6studio.com. That's C-H-E-C-K-S-I-X-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. Let us know you heard about us on the Biz and Mayhem podcast.